Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Out of the gates, ready to go. OutKick 360 underway, Tuesday edition. Alongside Chad Withrow and Paul Kuharski, I'm Jonathan Hutton. John McClain joins us in an hour. As we broadcast live from 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Massive show with major headlines. Russell Wilson earlier today traded to the Denver Broncos in what will be in exchange one of the more hall, bigger halls of NFL history when it comes to the final trade discussion. We'll get into the details in just a moment. Aaron Rodgers uh, back with the pack. Returning to Green Bay and the reported terms of that contract, massive, where he will be the highest paid player in the NFL. And it's a four-year contract where it's front-loaded in a major way. Gentlemen, good afternoon. So I saw the Aaron Rodgers news about the Packers that he's not leaving. He's staying. And he's going to sign a big contract. And I thought, kind of a buzzkill. It ends so quickly, and there's going to be no Aaron Rodgers movement. This is a little bit boring, but we're going to talk about it, and we're going to have fun talking about it. And then less than an hour later, the Russell Wilson news breaks, and I'm thinking, okay, this is no longer boring. These are two of the biggest quarterback stories to hit in the same day that I can ever remember. Huge QB news day that we're going to have throughout the show today. I like that Aaron Rodgers gets pushed to the back burner here. I'm just so tired of it all. I think it was a... A lot of it charade. I think, uh, it, I mean, I've said all along, I thought he was going to wind up there. It's wrong, very wrong on Russell Wilson, obviously. But I, I just think the Rodgers thing is a lot of drama that he just wants a lot of eyes on him and everything. We got the and, commitment he wanted. And his story goes to the second. He said the contract stuff, he's tweeted out just recently that the contract stuff is not true. So it may not, in fact, be, be done. Certainly, we know that it's starting at 50 a year for two years. Which is doubling what he made this year. Yeah. So, I mean, Um, whatever the charade was that you're buying, it worked. Paid off. Yeah, but about the retirement or the leaving. I never thought he was going to retire, and I never thought he was going to leave. I thought the Packers were going to give him ultimately what he wanted. Well, the source for Aaron Rodgers' information is Pat McAfee, McAfee. and he said that it was very close to retirement today Yeah, when he broke the news. I don't believe it. Um, the, well, I mean, it, that's coming straight from Rodgers and coming from the yeah. guy who is the source on Aaron Rodgers' information. Well, I think so. Rodgers lie, has lied a lot during this whole thing, and he likes the drama and stuff. The Wilson thing is amazing. Denver feels to me, is it is it the AFC version of the Rams now as a as a as an all in move? They've got they've had a pretty good roster, but in a tough division, you just can't keep up with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, and a, and a division that's getting better. Um, conceivably, uh, certainly with uh, with Justin Herbert and and the Chargers, I almost called them San Diego there, but I expect them to get better. I expect them to make moves this offseason to get better. Kansas City is still, in many ways, the flag bearer 
even though they didn't go to the Super Bowl, you expect them to be good and to, to retool. Um, that's a very good division loaded with good quarterbacks. The word is, Hutton, that he, Russell Wilson, in giving his approval, chose Denver over Washington. Denver more glamorous, for sure. He's adding to the value of a franchise that's on the market. But he could have gone to Washington and won more easily, I would think. And I'd, I'd love to see what the commanders had on the table for, uh, for a trade package and how it was comparable to this. Because you have to imagine it was roughly the same for Seattle to, to kind of offer Russell Wilson a choice. Um, what this also tells me is the Denver Broncos were going to get Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers made up his mind, and then the trade went through with, with Seattle. There's no coincidence in the timing of that. And whatever the, 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 the draft details are, um, the draft picks that they're sending to Seattle, which will be first-rounders, um, that, that allows them to rebuild. But also, they get young players uh, that Green Bay was also wanting as a part of compensation. They're getting uh, Drew Locke, which is on the move, Noah Fant, who will have a contract coming up, but a, a young tight end there. And Who's Shel- a really good young tight end. And Shelby Harris, who um, is a very strong and capable defensive lineman on top of multiple draft picks, according to the reports for Russell Wilson. Um, and I think he, Russell Wilson made the right choice. He has a much better chance of winning and going deep in the playoffs with this team and the weapons around this team in Denver. Better team than around what he does him, in Washington. Tougher competition. So I, I would have gone to Denver too. But I could see how you go to Washington and uh, you can make a bad team better, faster, and play among inferior competition. So you can make a case that Washington, in the long in the long run, is uh, is is better because the NFC is looking weaker and weaker as as this stuff goes. Who on. Who do you like in Washington's roster other than McLaurin? Uh, defensively, you like you like Chase Young. I like Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, and Tim Patrick. Rough. Yeah, I think offensively he made the right choice with Denver. And look, I mean, the NFC East. Denver, by the way, has really good, uh, really good cap situation. And they still, you know, they end up uh, where they can still make some big splash moves in free agency whenever that gets rolling in a week. Well, the NFC East had two playoff teams. Um, the NFC West had two playoff teams. The AFC West had two playoff teams. Unless I'm getting that. In- yes, because the Chargers did not make it. Just missed. So, I mean, some of that is because of competition or lack thereof Somebody within the division. But, I mean, it's not really that – I mean, it's not that far off between all three, I think, in terms of division that you're in. If he stayed in Seattle, that's not a very good spot either based on competition with the Super Bowl champion right there in your division also. Um, it, you know, it's, it's interesting when you look at how quickly Denver can transform because the Rams were – the Rams were a playoff team that were never going to get back to a Super Bowl as long as Jared Goff was a quarterback. They go all in, they get Stafford, they win the Super Bowl. Broncos were not close to the playoffs this year. And they make this move with good young receivers for Russell Wilson, a top five quarterback in the league. Are they just now a playoff team or are they a Super Bowl-capable team? I think it's a bigger jump, I guess is what I'm saying, wow. from where the Rams were to Super Bowl to where the Broncos were to where they are now with Russell Wilson. They're a lot better. There's no doubt about that. But are they Super Bowl level better? I don't know. It's a bigger jump because there's so many teams they have to jump. And we've spent the whole playoff buildup talking about how many good teams there are in the AFC and how many good quarterbacks there are. So they've got to vault a lot of teams. I also think for Seattle, this means 
at number nine, they're going to draft Pickett or Willis, and Pickett or Willis is going to play fight with with Drew Locke pretty quickly and be the starting quarterback in a in a year. Drew Locke's worth seven hundred thousand dollars this year, and it's not a starting caliber quarterback. He'll have a little easier time, maybe uh, in the NFC. Or rank a little better in the NFC because the other quarterbacks aren't that good, but he's no solution. And this is the way to do this deal, in my estimation. Get a cheap guy that doesn't dent your books at all, uh, who can be functional, but they now have number nine, number 40, and number 41 in this draft, plus next year, um, Denver's one and two. They don't have their own one this year. It's number 10. It belongs to the Jets um, in, in the deal for the safety. For Jamal Adams? Yeah. Still, um, pay, still paying a price for what wasn't a great trade. Well, he's been very good for them. I think, I think they gave up too much. And now, by the time they're good again, he'll be done. Yeah, but at the time, that was a move. That, and how Seattle is built, which is from the back forward, they've always been safety-driven with their defensive mindset. I mean, that, he's been very good for them. They're changing their whole defensive philosophy now. Pete Carroll said they were – too, uh, they've become too arrogant with their mindset. He's got two new defenses. It's going to be interesting to see what they do on defense now, but he's open to all kinds of change. So we might not recognize the Seattle defense going forward now. It'll be interesting to see. Ten seasons for Russell Wilson, uh, only one losing season. It was this past year. He made the Pro Bowl nine different times in those ten years. Uh, they went to two Super Bowls, won one, and no quarterback over those ten years had more wins than Russell Wilson. Um no all pros, you know, that's what everyone's going to point to. No all pro votes, but the guy has won games. And if you're not getting Aaron Rodgers, the next best bet is Russell Wilson. And if you're not getting Russell Wilson, I'd be willing to bet that the Broncos would trade for Deshaun Watson. I think that was option number three for them. I'm not, I'm not as convinced as you are that Aaron Rodgers was option one. I understand what the timing looks like. I've read stuff. Well, just because he's unvaxxed doesn't mean he's not tradable, Paul. And <laughs> They've been talking to Denver – uh, to, to Seattle for two weeks about this deal. Um, and, and you think that the Packers haven't place. been talking about that? I, I don't mean, think the Packers have been talking aggressively about trades of Aaron Rodgers. I don't. Well, let's frame if it this Aaron way. If Aaron Rodgers showed up and said, well, trade me, they, they would trade him. Let's frame it this way. Let, let's, go, let, let's, let's go on the... Uh, because they gave him $50 million. You said it didn't do anything. It was a charade. It was a charade that ended up getting him paid double. They showed up. They, he paid. They paid him the fifty million dollars. Therefore, they didn't have to. Well, talk you called about him trading. a liar about well, you some don't, of these things, and I don't think he's lied about the offseason situation. Paul, do you do you not think that? Let's go on the pro football talk report. Drama. Well, you can say that. All right, if the Titans weren't involved, fine. If you want to take that out of the pro football talk report, but do you think there's a scenario where the Broncos, having all of this ready in negotiations with Seattle, that they were going to give up, made the same offer to the Packers, and the Packers knew about it? Just in case Rogers said, "I don't want to come back," they may have. But the that's pack, what the report was. But the pack, they have taken they have taken offers. I I absolutely believe that the Broncos would have given the same package and said, "We're going to get one of these guys." Here are the guys who we know. One guy is available with Seattle. We know one guy might be available. We'll wait to find the answer from the Packers on this same package. Package here. Package there. Send it to the Packers, send it to the Broncos. Rodgers is out. Boom. We'll take it from Seattle. We'll do it that way. Conceivable. But I don't think the Packers have gotten as far, got as far along as, as 
apparently, uh, Seattle was with this because I think the Packers all along thought they were going to give him this big offer and he was going to come back. I mean, because last year he was more miserable and he came back and because they expected he was going to come back. Well, they can expect that, but last year got pretty sticky also in the end. I mean, they had to basically get on hand and knee and say, come on, what, what do you want? We'll work out some sort of agreement for next year to bring you back. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. They may have been confident, but I don't think they knew for a fact until now that well, it was going to happen. It also isn't an immediate ticking clock for them that they had to do it, you know, lickety split the moment that he said he made his decision. Well, here's what's crazy about all this. You know, we've talked about this new era of quarterback and they can demand what they want. I would have said it's even crazier for Seattle to trade Russell Wilson. I think I think it at is this crazy. point in his career. I think the package. I mean, Aaron Rodgers good, at least is in the last. Crazy. I would think three years of his career, three to four years tops. He has left at this point. Russell Wilson is prime, and your Seattle Hutton just threw out the stats. Guys had one lo- losing season in ten years with your franchise, and because he's unhappy, the Seahawks. Had no problem trading. I think if there were three really good quarterbacks in this draft and one of them would get to nine, I could see this. I still think it's crazy by Seattle, even if they love Pickett or Willis and expect them to be there, one of them to be there at nine. I think this is a crazy strategy by Seattle. And I expect three years from now, we're going to be talking about their failure to find a replacement for Russell Wills. Even though they got what looks like a great package back. Isn't it incredible, though, <laughs> just you think that every NFL team ultimately has a similar thought, and that thought would be, got to get the quarterback. If you don't have the quarterback, not a quarterback, not a pretty good quarterback, not even a good quarterback, but if we're serious about winning a championship, we have to get the quarterback, and the teams that have them would do anything to hold on to them and never let them go regardless of roster around them. And the teams that don't have them are desperately seeking the quarterback. Yet we have a situation where Seattle just traded away the quarterback and the Broncos, to me, look like the poster child this offseason of Drew Locke is not very good. We have to find the quarterback. And we will move heaven and earth with our roster and draft picks to offer teams that may give us the quarterback to find one taker. Just the difference in approach now with Seattle – in Denver, I think most of the league mirrors Denver in their thinking that they will move heaven and earth and trade a bunch of draft picks and players even to get Russell Wilson. I think a lot of teams would have made that deal. I wonder that needed a quarterback with these two moves. Then I would hope with, they would with Rogers staying put with uh, with uh, Wilson being the most attractive next guy and and that move having been made. What's it do for Deshaun Watson now? Um, it does somebody inch closer to being willing to, to be a risk? Does somebody call the league and say, what's the deal on discipline here? Does somebody uh, send somebody down to, to Houston to meet with the prosecutors or find out what they can? Does, does he get on somebody's radar that he wasn't on before? I'll answer the question. If I'm Washington... I move heaven and earth for Deshaun Watson of right all, now. Of all the teams, and Washington, take my of all the teams with Washington having been in front of Congress yep. for the allegations in-house that they have going on to bring, I don't, I don't think you can do it. 
in Washington. This ain't show friends. This is show you business. Do it in Washington, <laughs> Walt. He's not betting on football, so absolutely you can. He's not yeah. going to get suspended. Well, you're right. It's a different, a different deal. This, this ain't show friends. This the, is show business. The as Bob Sugar says. Are horrific. Yeah, but no one seems to care. You know, Look, I would, it's, I would. It's, he is next on the list for sure in terms of talent. If and I that, were, and that's what's driving these trades. If I were one of those teams that you got to find the quarterback, the guy, Who's I would guy? move. I would be willing to move heaven and earth for Deshaun Watson, the player. Yeah, I would hope that everything surrounding him right now would prevent me from moving heaven and earth to still land him, knowing there's going to be some sort of suspension. At least factoring that in when you acquire him at some point. If Washington did it, they'd just be like, screw it, we're all in. Uh, Treatment of women, be damned. It's also, look, it's not, this is going to be unpopular with people, but I am a part of the league. The league divvies out the punishment for Deshaun Watson, and the legal system, which has yet to fully charge him, does things criminally for Deshaun Watson. I'm not the arbiter of everything else. (laughs) I acquire the great quarterback, and if the league wants to suspend him, we will abide by that. If he wants to get prosecuted and go to jail, he's not going to be my quarterback because he can't be my quarterback while he's in jail. To me, it's that simple. I'm trying to win. Yeah. Plain and simple. But if it, I can understand what you're saying, but then if, if he's unavailable for the next season and you've given up the resources, you, your chances yeah, look, of winning I'm, next year are doomed. I'm saying this as hypothetical general manager of this team. I'm sure I'm going to get pushback from PR media relations, from the owner, from part of the ownership group, someone. I'm telling you, if I am charged with putting a winning football product on the field, I'm moving heaven and earth to get Deshaun Watson after seeing what Denver just pulled off with Russell Wilson. Who's fourth? Who's after Watson? Kyler Murray. Yeah. if he's if That's he's, a no-brainer. If he's, if he's available. He's available for the right price. I mean, that, that's... Yeah, but I, I, I'm, I'm saying if you want to deal with his issues, which are not legal, but um, he's a pain in the ass right now. Well, if you're trading for him, you're you're giving him the contract he wants. If he gets yeah. the contract he wants, is he a spoiled brat about it? No. Or has he become mature? No, he'll post photos of your organization on social media. <laughs> Guess what? That Instagram profile back, is going baby. back up, baby. He's Chad in New Orleans. I am a Washington back. commander now. <laughs> Look all over that Instagram account. I got all the new gear. Even the alternate jerseys up here on this Instagram account. I'd do that if I was Washington, if I could convince myself that he would follow some leadership. Can you imagine if Washington did that and then some stories popped about massage parlors with Kyler Murray? Murray. <laughs> well, we could have had Deshaun Watson the whole time. Who knew? Well, I mean, that's, that's why they wanted Russell Wilson. I mean, it's a, a no-brainer on why you choose to trade for Russell Wilson over any of the other options. Uh, just based on the the rapport and the the atmosphere and the uh, perception of the guy off the field, right? As and then on the field, he's a winner. Is this a concession too by Seattle that in that division? I mean, I, I think it answers itself. But in that division with Russell Wilson, with limited draft resources, they're out of the first round. That they can't catch the the Rams. They can't catch the Forty ers Oh, um, they're not. Yes, it is. Right now, It's yeah, also it's a, a concession. concession that they're not going to be able to make Russell Wilson ha- happy. I mean, what people forget is Russell Wilson's been talking about today for months. Months. Oh, last year, too. Um, yeah, months. I mean, I'm, I'm going back to the fall where he sat down with Aaron Andrews on Fox and, and talked about, you know, how he wants uh, more weapons and more. I mean, he d- weapons can include, by the way, offensive line help. 
where he's running for his life. And that was the case with the with the with the Seattle offense. Things broke down and then he had to make a play happen. You know, he's leaving DK Metcalf behind. DK Metcalf was barely getting targeted towards the end of the season for whatever reason. I don't believe Pete Carroll's ego would let him admit that. Well, Pete Carroll may have been told what was going down. Um, there because there were rumors after the season that he was going to be out. Yep. Well, and Pete Carroll's line when asked about it at the combine was, "quote We have no intention of trading Wilson." Intention. But followed up and said, "At this time of year, there's conversations about everybody. We're talking about everybody. That's commonplace. That is how you allow for something to happen after the fact." Also, Mike, I have no intention of doing it. We have no intention, but you know, we're always having discussions about everyone. Also. Here's how, in my mind, realistically, this went down. The Broncos had had chats with Seattle. Their goal was Aaron Rodgers. As soon as Aaron Rodgers officially tells them or their, their agency tells them that, hey, this is going down, uh, and he's staying in Green Bay, you sweeten the pot with Seattle and you get the deal done immediately. And you sweeten it with extra draft picks. Or maybe you throw in no offense. That's how you sweeten the pot based on what you were offering Green Bay and not offering Seattle, and then you go get the guy in Seattle, which was you know a good – it's not even plan B. It's a plan 1B for them. And if you can't get that guy, then you've got to regroup and target either Watson, uh, free agency, or even maybe a Kyler Murray. But they get Russell Wilson, which is a great concession to not landing Aaron Rodgers via trade. Hit us up on Twitter, at Outkick360. You, you can chime in there. Uh, also, uh, today is the deadline for the franchise tags across the NFL. That deadline's coming up in 40 minutes, 39 minutes. We'll tell you who's been tagged thus far. It includes another Green Bay Packer. And we'll tell you who's still left out there, uh, still waiting with under an hour to go for the NFL deadline. Some news and notes coming up with John McClain. We're back with more on the uh, the big trade, Russell Wilson to Denver and Rodgers staying in Green Bay and the details of that contract. First, though, Outkick 360, excited to partner with Aurora Nutriscience, a trusted partner that keeps us at Outkick 360 mentally sharp and healthy. Aurora delivers your supplements where you need them the most, your body. VitaLifeScience.com is the website. V-I-D-A-LifeScience.com. It's where you can see more information and our Outkick 360 season ticket holders receive a 15% off discount with the code OUTKICK360. Typical pills, capsules, not well absorbed. Uh, in fact, most are only absorbed in small, very small amounts. Your digestive system breaks these pills down until there's little left of your benefit. But here's Aurora. Unique, cutting-edge, nutritional and absorbable supplements encapsulated in liposomes that ensure greater absorption in the body's bloodstream. I use vitamin C, vitamin D3, glutathione, and more. Uh, and there are plenty of options to choose from at vitalifescience.com. V-I-D-A-LifeScience.com. 15% off with the code OUTKICK360 at vitalifescience.com. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The franchise tag deadline coming up in about 30 minutes. Outkick 360 rolls on. 
the deadline did get a deal done, a long-term deal done for Mike Williams and the L.A. Chargers. That extension, three years, uh, $60 million at the end of it, $28 million in year one. So he gets $8 million more than what the franchise tag would have brought him. Um, Devontae Adams, meanwhile, no long-term deal uh, announced today. He's been franchise tagged by the Green Bay Packers. So that gives them until July to work out a long-term contract, or he'll play this year under the franchise tag in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, who has confirmed he will be back with the pack in 2022. And Tom Pelissero just reported the Titans won't be tagging um, outside linebacker Harold Landry per a source, still hopes to re-sign him to a long-term deal. Look, that, that could mean they're close to something, but if they're not... Monday, he, he and his people could start talking to somebody else. When you get this close to being able to talk to somebody else, you usually talk to somebody else. And when you talk to somebody else, somebody else is usually in love with you. They're gonna, the Titans will have some options to, to trade, uh, to not trade, to sign another top talent, like Zadarius Smith, for instance, in Green Bay. They're not going to have the money to re-sign him. Um, he's going to be a free agent. There, there will be guys like like Landry that they could potentially there bring in. There is a they're, really good list. A lot of the guys are older. Well, this is the this is the news that they're Landry's out. Yeah, a lot of the guys, free agent guys, are there. Are a lot of good guys. A lot of the good guys are in their thirties, though. So that's that's where it hurts. And I think it, it means they're going to have to draft somebody somewhere along the way because the guys they have, Derek Roberson is a restricted free agent. He's shown he's not an answer. And uh, Rashard Weaver, um, he's a he's a, a edge-setting guy coming off a broken leg. So they, they need a replacement. It's a new hole in their lineup if he goes somewhere else, which we're expecting this means. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this also says they didn't think they could work out a long-term contract after today. Otherwise, you tag him. And you work out a deal the way they did with Derrick Henry uh, prior yeah. to the deadline of... No, that deal came uh, in June or July. Uh, you would hope this one would come because of their salary cap implications. That, that running back tag is $10 million less than this tag, generally speaking. You'd love to get the long-term deal done now, or, you know, in the next couple days to suppress that first-year number. You could get it down from 18 to 6 or 8. Um, Unfortunate. I mean, I think we're reading this as he's not going to be back, and that front four was something to behold. Devontae Adams uh, with the tag. Uh, also, Chris Godwin has been tagged. We mentioned him. Uh, I mentioned him as a possibility yesterday, along with uh, the tight ends. Uh, Mike Jasicki in Miami. Dalton Schultz in Dallas. They both re- received the franchise tag, and this was after yesterday's news of David and Joku also receiving the tag. Cam Robinson is a bit of a surprise for me. Yeah. Um, he gets the franchise tag in Jacksonville, and this might be because they're telling us they're taking Hutchinson, number one overall. They're going defense instead of going tackle, number one overall, and they're keeping their tackle in Cam Robinson. Again, I'm just trying to read between the lines on why you would tag Cam Robinson at 16.6 instead of drafting a new left tackle, uh, two capable guys up top. Uh, to protect Trevor Lawrence. Maybe they do both. Maybe. Keep, well, keep, you're, keep you're, KMA in draft. I mean, I, I, 
I guess they could. I don't know. I, I, Cam Robinson's not that good. It, it seems like overkill if you were to do that. He's not. He, he's not that good, but he's also not awful. Like yeah. he's. Uh, you, I mean, Taylor Lewan is getting paid a ton of money too, and he allows hits on the quarterback on the on the regular. Yeah, he's going to point to the sacks he allows. He allows hits on the quarterback quite a bit from the left side. Um, the top tier tackles get get huge extensions. So there's a reason why Cam Robinson didn't get that. Um, the Chiefs and Orlando Brown, same deal. Uh, they they're trying to keep their their offensive line intact with with you know the the sacks and the hits and everything that Mahomes took this year. Brown is back. Jesse Bates is the safety from the Cincinnati Bengals who has received the franchise tag. Other than that, we're still waiting on the rest of the news to drop in the next 30 minutes on what teams decide to do. The biggest news so far, though, is Harold Landry is going to be a free agent, according to reports, that he's not going to receive a franchise tag from Tennessee, and he's coming off 13 and a half sacks in a season, only two, two players in the Titans' history. 12, I think. Um, oh, 13 and a half in the playoffs. Sorry. Yeah, only, only two, te- two players in the Titans' history have had more sacks in a single season than Harold Landry did this year. Such a problem for so long, and now a hole again. That's, that's the disappointment. But he is not a singular player that teams have to game plan for. I could see where they say $18 million is awfully expensive for that. That's why he should have got a long-term deal done. Well, does it also indicate they're not going to – well, like maybe they still do um, – that they're not going to restructure one of their offensive linemen or um, – I mean, they're still they're, they're still seven million over the cap. Plus, if you want to make moves, if you want to go sign a tight end, if you want to make some moves in free agency, um, you know, might make Roger Saffold or Taylor Lewan, and I think it's Saffold. You might make him safer, which would be a good thing. Uh, but you still have to see what else they want to what else they want to do, um, or if they shop for a lower priced. Uh, Defensive and at slash outside linebacker, outside linebacker, really um, out of this market. Rogers, uh, new, I like Hassan Reddick. The new deal in um, is he an un- unrestricted free agent? Yeah, he signed a one year deal with Carolina. He's had two good years, two good contract years. His last year in Carolina and his year, uh, his last year in Arizona and his first year in Carolina, all since he got moved strictly to the outside. Landry, though, while, while we're hitting on his value. Um, I think surface level, people are going to look at his numbers and say, oh, double-digit sacks for the first time in his career. And what they will overlook is how many snaps that guy plays, which is critical. He's an Ironman. Uh, how many quarterback pressures he was getting prior to this group coming in this season. And then once the group gelled together, the sacks also followed. And I think it's his ability to be on the field for all three downs. He doesn't leave the field. He plays a high number, high percentage of snaps. Meanwhile, a lot of these defensive ends uh, or, or pass rushers are playing 60% of the time. He's playing 95% of the snaps. Solid against the run. And he's, and he's a well-rounded player. It's not like he misses five games a year. Guy's always playing. So I, I think there is true value in that, and that's why he's going in. And, and for the most part, Premier pass rushers never reach this stage. They never reach unrestricted free agency. They're either franchise tagged or they're traded. And in Landry's case, he's going to be at the top of the heap because the best guys don't leave the teams they're playing for. And the Titans haven't developed one of these guys forever. 
and and here they finally developed. And one. they developed them. But I, I was writing this morning, Hutton. I, I, one of the things I thought of was, you know, maybe they almost made their decision on him last year when they signed Bud Dupree, who is a better player than Harold Landry in terms. In terms, I mean, he also plays a ton of snaps. Though this year he's coming back from the ACL, but when he's healthy, he also doesn't like to leave the field, and he's a more dynamic pass rusher, frankly. Now you'd love to For have sure. bo- you'd love to have both of them, but if you're picking one, which one do you want? I think you want Bud Dupree because he's he causes more of a headache. He's tougher to tougher to block, and so maybe last year they said, well, we're going to pay one guy big dollars. Is it going to be Bud Dupree? So they going through the 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 reported details of Aaron Rodgers' deal, which he says he hasn't signed yet, but he's going to be back. Um, it's a $200 million deal over four years, so it's $50 million a year. I mean, that math's easy. But did I read right where $150 million, that's paid out over the first two years? Uh, I did not see that. But that sounds like, you know... Uh, on a on a three uh, on a four year two hundred million dollar deal that would not be outrageous. And I, I'm looking for Schefter. I'm trying to see if that's exactly it, the, it, it's very front loaded for a reason. Uh, it's to get his attention that he's long term. And I, I immediately saw people on Twitter saying, "Oh, Jordan Love's going to be traded." I wouldn't trade him. Jordan Love's worth like a fourth round pick right now, also. Well, I mean, but he's also extremely cheap, and this is a franchise that needs cheap players. They don't need a backup, and they don't need to invest a draft pick in another quarterback when you've got one playing for the league minimum on a rookie contract going into year three. So I, I think there's value in him this year, and then you can move on a year from now if if things continue down this path. You can't exercise his fifth-year option, though, right? No. I mean, he hasn't done anything, and you've got huge money Well, that's why you trade him a year from now. now. Yeah, they trade him. Well, a year from now, he won't be under contract. So you've basically just sunk the cost yeah, yeah he'll be in a, yeah he'll be in a, this is year three he's he's oh all right yeah 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 you trade him a year from now give somebody a year of work with him and then they they can sort it out yeah and hopefully you could showcase him in the preseason when rogers probably doesn't play at all and you need desperately for him to have a good preseason so that you could uh, ultimately recoup some of that maybe get a third or a conditional third for him right what Maybe a weird a situation he was second. drafted into yeah. and how all this turned out. Innocent victim, right? All offseason last year, he's the guy. He's running practices. He's running the offseason. Um, and he's having to answer questions about, you know, Rodgers isn't here. He doesn't feel loved. He doesn't have the, the team support. How do you feel about that? He did not make the most of it. We could say that. Yeah, he didn't step up and say, I'm the guy. <laughs> no, because he's not. <laughs> he knows it. Everyone knows right. it. It's a... Of all the places he could have gone and been drafted, Green Bay was maybe the worst in terms of situation, the riff it was going to cause, and the just unwinnable spot well, it was going to put him in. But he was drafted, and then the quarterback ahead of him won back-to-back Most Valuable Player awards. That's, that's ultimately what happened here. And that back-to-back MVP uh, stretch run here for Rodgers, so it's a four-year contract worth a total of $200 million and this is from Pelissero at NFL.com. $153 million is guaranteed of the $200 million. And it's probably a three-year, $153 million contract. Now, ultimately. to put in perspective, Aaron Rodgers has made, over the course of his entire career, under contract money, $154 million. Green Bay just gave him that and guaranteed money today. 
in payouts over the next three years. It's a strong deal. That's why, that's why he's staying. It's not because he's a liar. That's why he's staying. They're paying him. And there's no, I mean, tell me, I, I tell me where you lie. How, like, I, he's staying because they paid him. He wanted to but be you, paid, and they paid him. You say, so he stayed. But you're saying he lied about... I think he creates about, a lot of drama. You're saying he like lied... He, you said earlier he lied about this whole process. Tell me where he lied. I think uh, he lied about how badly he wanted to leave. He lies <laughs> to create... How? Um, Why do you think he lied instead of saying, you know what, he, he played the game perfectly and got paid today? Instead of, you know what, he lied. I think I think you wanted to leave the moment they drafted Jordan Love, and he didn't know about Absolutely. it. Absolutely, and I don't think and it got better until left. this year. He could have gotten this deal somewhere else. He could have left and gotten this deal somewhere else. Well, I think this. I mean, I, I believe him when he stood up on stage at NFL Honors and said, "This was one of the more fun experiences of my life in football." Things changed this year. That was where he was gushing over the Packers. Okay, so things and changed this year. In, in why this deal? drama for the last but six again, weeks? I, you, I, I'm trying to understand where he lied about this. I think he was actually the most forthcoming quarterback in the NFL in any interview when he joined Pat McAfee this season. I, I think since the season ended, he was bound to wind up back with Green Bay. I don't think he was close to retiring. I don't know what, what he's actually thinking, but I think he, he got caught up and has been caught up the last two years in drama, drama, drama. Um, and now, now, look, I'll... I'm not completely nixing everything you're saying, Paul. And I, I, I've said, I've compared him to Lane Kiffin, and I think he does like to. I don't think he lies. I think he says things he believes. And when he gets a response, he likes to put that needle in a little bit more and get even more of a response from people. But whose fault is that? This all started because everyone did a head take and said, What? When the Packers drafted Jordan Love in the first round, okay, including Aaron Rodgers, who was not looped in on it, this whole thing Clearly started not. then. It was the Packers that started this. I didn't Are hear any of this about Aaron Rodgers ever? before that. Are they not allowed to mend it ever? Well, they Did have they not now. mend it when he came back last year? They no. kissed his ass. Gutenkus did everything he could. No, they didn't mend it last year. That's why we led to this offseason, where, by the way, he did not lie. He went on and he went, he went to the presser, the end of the season presser, and said, I'm going to make this decision sooner rather than later. I'm not going to drag this out because we need to move on and I need to let my guys know where I'm going to be. So, in fact, he told the straight, honest truth throughout this entire process. He did do that. Well, that's he, the opposite did, of what you just did, said. He did make the decision in the timely thing. But I don't think there was ever a, a thing where he was leaving. And if he wanted to leave Hutt, he could have gotten three years and $153 million from plenty of teams. So you can't make it all about, well, they capitulated and gave him that money is just, so he stayed. Now, now that's a flat-out false lie. Name the teams that can afford that right now. Denver. Denver can't get it because Green Bay's willing to offer it. Well, you're saying exactly what I'm saying. No, I'm, I'm saying not. he stayed because he got the 153 no, no, over three No, in fact, I'm not, I'm not sitting here on OutKick 360 calling Aaron Rodgers a liar. I'm not doing that. You're saying he stayed because he got the money. Yes. I'm saying he could have gotten the money elsewhere, too. So it's yes. not the only reason that he stayed. The reason he stayed you're is because the You're saying the only Packers, reason he stayed is because of the money. 
Because yes, well, he, because the Packers paid him. Yeah, well, I'm he, saying he could have gotten the money elsewhere too. So if he really wanted to leave, he could have left. That is well, that's he just, wanted. But again, these are all options. Like if he if he didn't get the money from the Packers, he would have wanted to leave. It is one thing begats the next. So but he could be telling the truth when he says there were three things that were going to happen. I, I really want to stay with the Packers if they gave me everything I wanted the money. I was also considering demanding a trade and going somewhere else for less money because I didn't feel valued by the Packers. I was also considering retiring because I'm over all of this. All of those things could be true. And that's a, that, all those and things are what he said a year and a half in the ago. beginning. It's been out for several weeks that they were going to break the bank for him, reset the quarterback market, yada, yada. Right. And it stretched on. Anyway. Well, it ended, to, it ended when they broke the bank for him. <laughs> I mean, that, and it's been out for several weeks. But isn't weeks that, that when most stories would end? That's all I'm saying. They said they would break the bank for him, and they did break the bank. I also for him, don't know. And it, he stayed. I don't think that's Aaron, but that's not Aaron Rodgers' fault that everyone is talking about Aaron Rodgers and talking about the Packers' willingness to break the bank for him, and he doesn't just come out and release a statement then saying, "Okay, I, they're considering it; they're willing to do it." So I'm going to sign this hypothetical contract I don't have in front of me right now. All talk of me going elsewhere is off the table. I, I'm I, staying I, here. I overstepped there where I said he's a liar, all right? But I, I'm not overstepping, and I'm c- completely entitled to my opinion. Where I, and I said last year, I've bec- he's become tiresome to me. I'm annoyed well, That's all by fair. It. But you, to sit up here and call him a I liar about back. what he's saying I is— I took it back. Well, you took it back after trying to argue your position that he's a liar. All right, I took it back. I don't know where you want me to go from <laughs> I mean, well, point. Do we up. want to have a half hour about me taking it back? We could have a half hour about me taking it back. I took it back. Well, okay, but he has uh, to me today is a signal that he's done exactly what he said he was going to do, which was in this relatively soon rather than later, and we're not going into June and uh, July where we're talking about what they're going to end up doing with him. I'll, I'll say it again. I'm on the opposite side of this. I wanted to keep going. <laughs> Drag it out. Oh, <laughs> Let's hey, keep this news cycle going for back, a while. Coming back. I love talking about so it. So we had, we had Cabo offseason last year. There will be a trip that could define this entire day. That's next on Outkick 360. So last offseason, we saw Sean McVay, or we didn't see. We learned Sean McVay went to Cabo. Just so happened, the, the timing lined up perfectly when Matthew Stafford was there and they were introduced. This past weekend, uh, Miramar... Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Beach, out in California, David Bakhtiari, he had a wedding. Aaron Rodgers was the man who officiated said wedding, and Matt LaFleur was a guest. So, Rosewood Miramar Hotel, you brought them together, and after the weekend... The deal is done. They consummated the relationship, you're saying, in Miramar Beach. When I hear Miramar Beach, all I think about is Top Gun. And mm. uh, that's where the Naval Aviation School is, and I immediately get excited about Top Gun Maverick, which will finally hit theaters after two years this summer. That's what I think about with Miramar. Also, think about the bachelor party I was at this weekend. I asked my buddy where they were going on their honeymoon. Cabo. Looked it up. Going to the same resort 
Are they? Where Matthew Stafford <laughs> and uh, Sean McVay met. Yeah. Are, this is big time. Let's have a quick aside on this. You just turned 40. Yes. How many more single friends do you have who this are capable it. of having a bachelor party? This is it. In fact, we're at the airport in Tampa. Currently single. Sunday. Yeah. yeah we're not <laughs> talking second bachelor party. Has to be a second. Yeah. You're, you saying, you're saying never married before. There's not a lot of allowances from wives on second I mean, marriage bachelor parties. Maybe he's got 20-year-old friends. I don't know. <laughs> Like if I came, if I came to, my, to Angie and said, you know, my buddy got divorced, he's remarrying, we're thinking of going to Vegas for the week for a second bachelor party. We need to send him off. Wouldn't yeah. be well received. Yeah. Um, th- this is it, Paul. We all looked at each other on Sunday at the airport and said, well, that was our last bachelor party. It's been a good run. It's been pack. a good run of bachelor parties. What a wolf pack. See you guys in a month and a half at the wedding. <laughs> I mean, I got to commend you. You really stretched it out for a long time. Well, this was it. it, and they went. It happened, bang bang. Like our last two single friends got engaged around the same time, so we had Scottsdale, Arizona in the fall, and then you know spring, March, we had gave, Tampa, and we're done. We're I gave out. a nice speech on Friday to the bachelorettes here about uh, getting married too soon, and I could give a similar speech to your friends about maybe waiting a bit too long. They took their time. They found yeah. some amazing women, yeah. but they took their time to find them. Yeah. That's for sure. You want to still have some testosterone. But this is it. I mean, it's a, there may be some guy's trip that's not a bachelor party in the future, but this is it for bachelor parties. Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. Aaron Rodgers gets paid a lot to stay in Green Bay, and um, the, the franchise tag deadline is five minutes away. We'll have details of that. John McClain will join us. And there is another big star who could be on the trade block, and it could happen soon. We'll tell you who's next right after this.